What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kebo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, August 5th, man. Hopefully, all you guys have had a nice, productive, and successful week up until this point, man. As always, the coronavirus is a real deal virus, man. Please go out and get you guys some sun. Please wear a mask every single time that you have to step outside of your house. Please wash your hands as much as possible and just look up different ways to strengthen and protect your immune system, man. I know you guys are tired of going through this pandemic. I know you guys want all your sports back like college football and the NFL and other sports leagues and stuff like that. But let's just be smart. Let's get through this. I know you guys are tired of it. I want to get back to some type of normalcy. I want to go back to work. I want to do stuff that I like to do. And man, hopefully we can just get through this sooner rather than later. But again, hopefully all you guys are doing good, man. I'm still sending my love and my prayers to the city of Beirut or the country of Beirut. I forget whichever it is or Lebanon. Um, that, that explosion was just scary. And I, I never want to see stuff like that happen, man. It was just a real scary thing. So I'm praying for that entire country and that entire city and everybody that had to go through that, man. As always... We still need justice for Breonna Taylor. We still need justice for Elijah McClain. And anybody that's been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderings, we still need justice. And we demand justice. And we want equal rights. And we demand equal rights as well. I feel like those are simple, basic human rights and that every single person in this country deserves those. But again, hopefully all you guys are doing good. Hopefully wherever you're at, the weather is nice, whether it's not too cold or too hot, hopefully it's just right for you guys. But man, let's get right into it. So, on Monday night, I believe, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Utah Jazz in a really good performance from Anthony Davis where he scored 40-plus points on Rudy Gobert's head top in the Utah Jazz roster. And so, after that game, I had no clue, but the Los Angeles Lakers actually clinched the one seed in the West for the first time since 2010, a whole decade. And the last time they did that, in 2010, was actually the year that Kobe led them to the finals, and they beat the Boston Celtics in seven games, RIP to Bean, number 24. May he rest in peace and long live him forever. And so, the biggest story of the entire bubble, as of now, I know a lot of people are talking about TJ Warren. Um, I know, you know, the Jason Tatum performance, the first game was whatever, but the biggest story in the entire bubble right now is who was going to be the eighth seed and who was going to be the team that ends up playing the Lakers in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. And so, this is where it gets interesting because as of now, the Grizzlies right now, currently, the Grizzlies just lost about 30 minutes ago to the Utah Jazz. They are currently in the eighth seed, and they are .5. They are half a game ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. That is it. Portland is in ninth place by a half of a game. And honestly, going into the bubble, I picked the Memphis Grizzlies to maintain that spot because I feel like the Grizzlies were in a good spot, even though the NBA did them a disservice by giving them the hardest schedule out of everybody. And I feel like they did that to cater to the New Orleans Pelicans so they can try and get Zion into the playoffs so they can get there and boost their ratings. But nonetheless, it has not been a good bubble game, seeding games for the Memphis Grizzlies. They are now 0 of 4. They have not won a single game. And then news got worse yesterday when they lost Jaron Jackson Jr., who was having a phenomenal couple bubble games where he tore his meniscus in his left knee and he is out for the rest of the season. Of course, that is a cornerstone piece of the Memphis Grizzlies franchise. He's going to be a big part of their future alongside John Morant. And so, on the other hand, you got the Portland Trailblazers looking like one of the best teams in the entire league right now because they are fully healthy. And if they were fully healthy when the season started... Honestly, they probably would have been a top four or five seed in the Western Conference. That's just a simple matter of the fact because 
Of course, you have one of the best point guards who I think is the best point guard in the bubble right now, Damian Lillard. CJ McCollum's playing fantastic basketball. Carmelo Anthony looks like he's been in the best shape of his career since he was part of the New York Knicks. He's been playing phenomenal basketball. He had a big-time dagger three last night against the Houston Rockets. Yusuf Nurkic is playing phenomenal basketball. And then Gary Trent Jr. Talk about maximizing your opportunity. Gary Trent Jr. is doing exactly that. If you've been watching the Trailblazers' first few couple of games, Gary Trent Jr. out of Duke. He's originally from Minnesota, out of the state of Minnesota. Of course, his pops is Gary Trent, former NBA player. He has been hooping, and he's been making the most of his opportunity, and he has just been going. And, and this is a, a Blazers team that, again, is fully healthy with Zach Collins and the rest of the squad, Anthony Simons. But you guys forget, they actually still don't have Rodney Hood, who, of course, towards ACL, I believe, last year in the playoffs. And Trevor Ariza had to opt out for his children, and I respect that. And so the Blazers are one of the best teams, no doubt about it in my mind. They just have every faucet of the game they have a good player at every single position and that's a big time thing and honestly if I'm the Lakers if I'm LeBron I'm not saying I want to avoid a team at that A spot but the last team that the Lakers want to see in that AC position is the Portland Trailblazer because the biggest weakness for the Los Angeles Lakers that nobody has said yet is being able to defend other teams point guards they have a struggle they have struggled doing that and they are not good at doing that at all we've seen on Saturday when the Lakers lost to the Toronto Raptors and Kyle Lowry had 33 points I think like 14 rebounds they don't know how to guard other teams point guards because they just can't right now they don't know how to match up with it Danny Green is supposed to take those type of players out Avery Bradley who of course ended up not coming to the bubble for you know his children's reasons as well and we respect that he was good at doing that and so they lost that and that was a big loss and now they need to figure it out and make up that loss somehow some way of course Rondo got hurt as well I believe he broke his thumb and so it's ugly right now for the Lakers and at the same time, it's like you have, you know, you have a Memphis Grizzlies team who, of course, their best player has yet to see the playoffs. And John Morant, it's only his first year in the league. Then you have a New Orleans Pelicans team who's also in the mix with Brandon Ingram, who has yet to see the playoffs. Zion, who has yet to see the playoffs. Of course, he's a rookie. You know, Josh Hart hasn't seen the playoffs. Lonzo Ball hasn't seen the playoffs. Of course, they got Drew Holiday and JJ Redick and Derek Favors. Those are all veteran players. But your best player in Brandon Ingram has yet to see the playoffs. So you got to think about that, too. And then another team that's in contention. There's two other teams in contention for that A seed right now. The San Antonio Spurs, of course, led by the great Coach Popovich, DeMar DeRozan, Derek White Jr., DeJounte Murray, um, Lonnie Walker. You have a really good core in the San Antonio Spurs. And they're in the mix. They're right there, I believe, just behind Portland. And so that's also in the mix, too. And then the dark horse of this entire AC contention race is the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, who, of course, Devin Booker had that insane game-winning shot over not only Kawhi Leonard, but over Paul George as well. The Suns are 3-0 right now in the bubble, and they're trying to get the A seed. And if we see Devin Booker in the playoffs, that's going to be a problem too. But at the same time, again, Brandon Ingram hasn't seen the playoffs. John Morant hasn't seen the playoffs because he's a rookie. And Devin Booker has yet to see the playoffs because the Phoenix Suns haven't done anything to cater to his skill set. And so, Damian Lillard, out of all those teams and players that I just mentioned, is the most trustworthy player when it comes to playoff performances because Damian Lillard has been hooping in the playoff at an elevated pace since his career really started, honestly, and since 2014 where he where he hit that big-time shot against the Houston Rockets to seal the deal. I believe that was in six games back when they had LaMarcus Aldridge. And so you don't want to see Damian Lillard. And I'm not saying that the Lakers will lose this series, but I'm just saying this will be the toughest matchup for them in that first round. And I think really, honestly, potentially, the Blazers could push that series to six games if they really wanted to. 
literally, because they could. Because, again, as much as I love LeBron, as much as I think LeBron's the greatest player on the planet, the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball, I think Anthony Davis is a menace. I think he's a different hybrid type of big man. He's a unicorn type player that can literally score from anywhere on the court. Running around guarding Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum is a tough task. And then you put that alongside one of the greatest scores the league has ever seen in Carmelo Anthony, who looks phenomenal in great shape right now. That's a lot to handle with. And, and again, you got Yusuf Nurkic, you got Zach Collins, you got a really solid court. And then you bring Hassan Whiteside off the bench. And Hassan Whiteside is not a great player, but he does do some real good things defensively. And he can score in the post sometimes when asked of him. And so I'm just saying, man, you'd rather see the Grizzlies who really, again, just lost their second best player in Jaron Jackson Jr. who tore his meniscus. So really you only have, you know, John Morant. And then you got some other players around him like Grayson Allen and Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark and players like that. But those are all young players too. And John Morant would be the only player that could really get buckets in the playoffs. Then you got the Pelicans who, of course, got a lot of options. But again, Brandon Ingram has yet to see the playoffs. Lonzo Ball has yet to see the playoffs. Josh Hart has yet to see the playoffs. Jackson Hayes hasn't seen the playoffs. So I'm just saying, man, that's the last matchup that you want to see, man. And again, the league did them no favors with the schedule that they gave the Memphis Grizzlies because the remaining schedule for the Grizzlies, as of right now, they're 0-4. Their next four games are versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, the defending champ Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, and the Milwaukee Bucks. The only good thing out of that four-game schedule that I just mentioned is that most of the teams that are already in the playoffs, that have already clinched spots in the playoff race, are starting to starting to rest some of their best players to get ready for the postseason. So that could be an advantage for the Grizzlies. But at the same time, those are still tough teams nonetheless. Their benches do provide them some good things aside from the Celtics. But all the other three teams that I mentioned have pretty solid bench cores, even though I believe OKC is still without Dennis Schroeder, who uh, actually congrats to him, who I believe is expecting a child with his wife. Um, and so... Shout out to him for that, but we'll see, man. I, I really want to see John Morant in the playoffs, but it's just not looking in his favor right now. He's going to have to really take on a bigger load than what he was already doing, and he's going to have to ask for more help out of his teammates like Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and those guys. Like, And again, they're, they're without Justice Winslow as well. So not only are they without their second-best player and a future star in Jaron Jackson Jr., they're without Justice Winslow too, who's a really good player, experienced player with the Miami Heat, who's had a pretty good career with them so far. So it's like... It, it sucks, but again, I'm not, I know John Morant, or I, I don't know him personally, but if I do know anything about John Morant, I don't think he's really complaining. I think he, he loves this. I think he craves competition. I think he wants to play against the best. We'll see if they're able to maintain that A spot, but as of right now, I just got to go with the Portland Trailblazers. I think the Trailblazers are going to get it. I think Damian Lillard, when he gets cooking, is one of the most unguardable players in the entire NBA, and I just think overall, Terry Stotts has a loaded Portland Trailblazers team that could really do some things to the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. I don't think they'll beat them. Again, I'll reiterate that sentiment. I do not think the Portland Trailblazers can beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round, but they would possibly be able to take it to six games. Possibly, and I mean a small possibly, even seven games. So that's just that, man. I had to put that out there. We'll see. The playoff race could end up picking up. The Pelicans could wake up and get out, you know, whatever's going on in their heads because they had some lackadaisical games as well, but We'll see. And of course, they got Zion on a quote unquote burst restriction, whatever that means. But we'll see. Man. I, I just feel like I don't I, I, I can't trust a player anymore in the playoffs than I do with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has always showed up in the postseason. There's never been a time where you got to question Dame Lillard in the playoffs. And that's just that, man. But moving on, though, staying in the Western Conference, I got to talk about Donovan Mitchell. So we all know Donovan Mitchell. 
6'2 shooting guard, 13th overall pick in the 2017 NBA Draft. He'll be turning 24 in the middle of next month of September. This, is his, this currently is his third year in the league already. We all remember what he did in his rookie year against the OK3. And man, this season, in the 19-20 season, he has been averaging 24 points per game, shooting about 45% from the field, 4.2 assists per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, and one steal per game. And of course, he's already been a one-time All-Star, I believe, which was last year's All-Star game. And so, the Utah Jazz are currently 2-2. Two and two. They just got a win earlier today versus the Memphis Grizzlies. They are currently 2-2 two and two in the bubble. And right now, I believe they're a game ahead of the Houston Rockets for fourth place in the Western Conference. And so, the thing with Donovan Mitchell, I've been seeing a lot of talk about Donovan Mitchell lately because, shout out to Jalen Rose, we got the same birthday. Jalen Rose is on ESPN, and he pretty much said he does not see Donovan Mitchell signing a contract extension offer with the Utah Jazz because the Utah Jazz are planning to give Donovan Mitchell a max contract, which he more than deserves. But people just don't feel like Utah can get any better. And then Rashad Phillips came back. Shout out to Rashad Phillips, who does a phenomenal job with everything that he does in sports media with Sports Talk 2319 and No Agendas and stuff like that. I believe his at name on Twitter is RP3Natural, so go follow him. Go show him some love. He's a great basketball mind. He came out and tweeted a couple of days ago that pretty much Donovan Mitchell, it's time for him to stop being in the driver's seat and he got to be a passenger. Pretty much saying that Donovan Mitchell should not be a Batman right now. He needs to be a Robin and play alongside another star so he can try and get himself a Larry O'Brien trophy. And so I agree with that sentiment. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there as well agree with that sentiment because right now I just cannot see the Utah Jazz getting any better. And another thing on top of that, it's a hard thing to do to attract free agents, big time free agents at that to Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm not knocking Salt Lake. I've never been there. I had no plans on going there, but it's not LA. It's not Miami. It's not New York. It's not Houston. It's not Dallas. It's Salt Lake City. And so you also throw in the extra layer of people forget or not people haven't forgotten, but Rudy Gobert was the first NBA player to contract the coronavirus. And supposedly he gave the virus to Donovan Mitchell and their relationship has been kind of rocky. And I believe a reporter actually asked Rudy Gobert on this topic about how the relationship is and where it's currently at. And they said it's a work. He pretty much said it's a work in progress and it's not perfect, but they're doing what they got to do on the court so they can win games to stay in the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. And so again, man, you know, you think about it like it might be time for Donovan Mitchell to get out of there. And I'm looking at it like this. Donovan Mitchell's a stud. Again, right now he's on his rookie contract. He has one more year. He'll be a restricted free agent in 2021. He's a stud and really one of the best young talents in the NBA. He can shoot from three. He has a post game. He has a mid-range jumper. He's athletic as I don't know what. He's turned into a really good playmaker under Quinn Snyder in the Utah Jazz. But again, it just might not be the right opportunity and the right fit for him, even though he's a star already. It's nice to be a star, but eventually you want to get a Larry O'Brien trophy. You want to get a finals. You want to get a championship ring. I don't see Donovan Mitchell doing that in Utah. And so with that being said, I have two places that I think are the perfect fits for Donovan Mitchell. The first one is the 901, Memphis, Tennessee, alongside John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. The only thing, the biggest thing that the Memphis Grizzlies are missing right now is a wing presence. And Donovan Mitchell would be the perfect fit alongside John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. He would be the perfect hole to just plug in and help them be good. And they'll be able to build and develop. You put some quality veteran guys around them, you build up some of the talent that you drafted, the Memphis Grizzlies will be relevant 
for years to come. They'll be relevant for at least the next six to seven years as long as they maintain the core of John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, and Jaron Jackson Jr. If they are able to get that, Memphis, Tennessee will be booming again, and they'll be fun to watch. Grind City will be just as fun as it was to watch when they had Prime Rudy, Rudy Gay, Marcus Gasol, Zebo, Tony Allen, Mike Conley. They'll be a very fun team again. And John Morant is a great player. You know, sadly, Jaron Jackson Jr. just tore his meniscus again, or for the first time, excuse me, had to repeat that though. But, you know, if they can get him back fully healthy, he's one of the best up-and-coming big men in the league. And then you throw in Donovan Mitchell with that, that would be a really, really good Memphis team. And so my second option, where I would love to see Donovan Mitchell play, and I think this option might be better than the first option that I just threw at you guys, is the 2-1-4 Dallas Texas for the Dallas Mavericks under Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle playing alongside Donovan or excuse me Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis now look I have been a very big Kristaps Porzingis doubter I am not a fan of Kristaps Porzingis even though he's elite he's 7-3 he can shoot from anywhere he has a really solid post game he's a pretty good shot blocker he's a good player but I just don't think he should be the second best player on a championship team I think if you plugged in Donovan Mitchell because again like the Memphis Grizzlies the only real area that the Dallas Mavericks are lacking in is a, a big-time wing presence. Yes, Tim Hardaway Jr. is pretty good. DeLon Wright's a pretty good backup point guard. They got some pieces. Justin Jackson's pretty solid, but none of those guys are Donovan Mitchell. None of those guys are Spider Mitchell. You put Donovan Mitchell next to a pass-first point guard, a 6'8 point guard at that, and Luka Doncic, if Donovan Mitchell went to the Dallas, he would easily be the second option. I would trust the ball in his hands way more than I will with Christoph Porzingis. And again, I'm not really knocking Christoph Porzingis. I'm just saying I don't trust him to be your second best player in a run to the NBA Finals. I think if you put Donovan Mitchell in that position, though, you make him your second option after Luka Doncic. Oh my goodness. Dallas, Texas will be jumping. It will be out the roof. They will be having so much fun. It would be like another big-time team that they had with Dirk Nowitzki and J.J. It's not J.J. Reddick, excuse me, J.J. Barea and the team that they had, you know, when they beat LeBron and them, what was that, 2011, I believe, 2012, one of those years. And so I'm just looking at, like, man, like, Donovan Mitchell could really be an impact player wherever he goes. Like, I don't want to see him go to the Lakers or, like, a, a already big-time contender already. Even though the Mavericks are already in playoff contention, even though the Grizzlies are, you know, trying to do that, I think Donovan Mitchell will really elevate those two teams, man. I really think it just might not be time for him to be a member of the Utah Jazz organization any longer. I just feel like he's too good. It's hard to get you talent in Salt Lake City. You can't attract free agents to Salt Lake City. I don't know. I could Off the top of my head, I couldn't even name the biggest free agent that the Jazz have ever landed. Like It, it would have to be back years ago. I can't remember. They drafted Gordon Hayward. Um, I believe they drafted Darren Williams. I don't know how they got Carlos Boozer. They might have drafted Carlos Boozer. So it's like... Who else they got? Rodney Hood was a pretty good acquisition. They drafted him, I believe. Aside from that, Donovan Mitchell has been one of the best pickups they've gotten in their history. And so, free agent-wise, it's just hard to get talent to Salt Lake City, man. So, I'm just saying, it might be time for Donovan Mitchell to not take that contract extension, to deny it, and get, you know, get your foot out the door, explore your options, see what teams will give you the money. I've been hearing, you know, in the bubble, Teams are interacting pretty pretty close. I believe it's like six to seven teams in each hotel. I believe it's like three hotels. And like the main contenders are in the first hotel. Then you got like the second tier contenders in the second hotel. Then you got like the, the bottom of the barrel in the last hotel. I believe I've been hearing rumors that Donovan Mitchell has actually been having a lot of conversations with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Miami Heat players. So that could be interesting as well. But I'm just saying, I do like Donovan Mitchell staying in the Western Conference. The Dallas Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies 
would be perfect fits for his talents, man. But as always, I'm going to end this episode here, man. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist featured alongside a whole bunch of other really, really talented writers slash bloggers slash journalists. Please go check us out on YouTube. I believe it is at Nuts and Bolts Sports for all your good sports content, man. Trust me and believe me when I tell you guys that Nuts and Bolts Sports has you for everything you need when it comes to sports. We are also at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Go show us some love. Go give us a follow. Go retweet some pictures. All your nice sports content. Trust me, you guys. Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you. I'm also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really, really great content creators and podcast hosts. So please go check us out on our podcast network. Again, we are available everywhere on anything, on any platform that you listen to your podcast on. We are on it, man. So shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports as always, man. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That's how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys be safe out here, man. I'm praying for all you guys. Stay positive. Don't let all the negativity and the BS get to you, man. Send all your love and your thoughts and your condolences to Beirut and Lebanon. And let's just keep moving forward, man. Please be safe out here, man. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.